Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by First National Bank Bemidji and the Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji. The final school board meeting of the year in School District 31 tonight. We'll hear from the superintendent, Jeremy Olson, and board member Dave Wall about the levy, budgets, and many more topics. It's all coming up on Chat About. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, here we go. Last board meeting of the year. Uh, this is when, uh, Jeremy, you have to uh, make some final votes and decisions for the operating budget going forth, right? This is, this is it. That is correct. So you will have a hearing tonight about uh, truth and taxation, and then you will make the final vote on the levy. So lay it out for us. Where are we at here? Sounds good. So uh, as far, part of our process, we've been uh, starting in September. We did the preliminary audit or levy. Um, in that preliminary levy, uh, we presented a, a um, proposal of what we were looking at doing. Um, we have then been monitoring that over time, and uh, now we are in the final stages. So what we're looking at doing tonight, uh, according to laws, that we're going to have a hearing in which the public can hear what we're looking at doing and you know, what the levy entails. Uh, they get a chance to review that. They get, there's a question to speak. Um, if they so want, um, they can ask questions, comments, and so forth um, on that levy. And then after that hearing is concluded, then the school board can look at um, approving that for final implementation. Okay. And uh, what is the levy number at going forward? So right now, um, when we're talking about rough terms, it's 2.63% is what we're looking at um, is, is a final uh, tally, which is actually a little bit lower than what we initially talked about in the proposed um, portion of so that's why we want to be very tentative when we're talking in September and why we use that term that term maximum which is a, a placeholder that says we're going to watch the formula because it's all governed by a formula and see where that ends up in December that actually ended up very favorably for taxpayers so we're looking at about a 2.63 percent increase in our levy and that's what we're going to be asking the board to prove okay um, well, you're, you know, you're lower than other government entities. I can tell you that right now. Dave, how, how do you feel about that? Do you think we're reasonable? You you okay with that? Well, this is my last month to say that I'm a new board member. <laughs> so that's my excuses end this month. Um, but the whole financial side of the school uh, operations, is it's complicated, that type of thing. But I, I feel... I, I have confidence in the administration, and especially with uh, Superintendent Olson. Uh, he's serious about being fiscally responsible and, you know, wanting to do things the best, best for the school district at the same time. And in that, understanding that touching people's kids and touching their money, so to speak, are the two most volatile things we could do. <laughs> I feel confident moving with what is on the on the agenda for tonight and uh, to ask people to to be patient in it and work together with us and uh, I'm a fiscally conservative person with my own finances and Mm -hmm. I like to translate that anywhere I go so I am feeling confident with where we're moving so okay I do want to mention too that during the strategic planning process that was one of the things that came up was clear fiscal accountability and fiscal transparency and so after the board reviewed that information, it was, a, I would say, pretty clear directive mm-hmm. from the board that, you know, let's make sure that we're being very, very transparent in everything we're doing. Um, there's a, a high measure of accountability being used. 
are, you know, we are, we are working very hard to make sure that we're being very efficient in our operations and that we're spending these dollars wisely because that's one thing that I think the school board administration that we don't want to see is any type of waste. Or, um, and so we've been very focused on being efficient, continuing that efficiency that's uh, happened. You know, I've been very impressed with our, our staff and some of the work that they've been doing. Um, and so I think that these dollars are being well utilized. Mm-hmm. Well, you, Dave, mentioned that school finances are, are complicated. I mean, Jeremy, does anybody, do even you, understand everything about, <laughs> about Absolutely <finance>? not. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyone that tells you that they understand school finance <laughs> completely is lying to you. <laughs> and I think that's the challenge. You know, you can be as, as transparent as you can possibly be. And still for most people, myself included, and I grew up with a dad who's an elementary principal, so I'm, I grew up in that world. I, I still wouldn't understand probably at least 50% of, of exactly what's going on. What is really important to understand is the strategy and how things work together, right? So as you learn school finance, that's the biggest piece is to understand how do the different pieces of the formula work together and what portions of the formula can be affected by inputs from the district. So for instance, and I've, I talked probably more than you want to know about compensatory, right? Um, we've pushed that really hard because that's a positive um, outcome for taxpayers. When when we can do a, a little bit of input and making sure that we get uh, an accurate representation of our free and reduced lunch counts in our district, when we do that, we actually offset um, needs. So for instance, if we're getting state aid dollars, those are dollars that we don't necessarily need to levy for. And so those are things that we want to be really careful and cognizant about is what, how do we look at the formula and understand the formula and base our strategy around an, a clear understanding of that formula. So I think that's the biggest piece. But if, I, if you ask me the question, which you just did, do you understand the formula completely? I'm going to tell you no. There's pieces <laughs> I still am confused about. Well, and, and, and that's a challenge. You know, people who want to know fiscal accountability, again, we're not accountants, most of us. So it's even if you're being completely honest, a lot of us aren't going to understand everything, right, Dave? Yes, that's very true. And and but we are guaranteed on the board that if we have the question, we have the freedom to ask it and expect an answer. And mm-hmm. that's what I really appreciate is because they're those foggy areas or the ones that aren't clear. Hey, I don't understand this. Can I please have an explanation? And that will be provided. Okay. And sometimes our answer is. Let me get back to you on yeah. that because <laughs> I need to do some research. Um, so one one of the things that maybe some listeners don't understand is that every year school districts are audited. There's, you know, I don't know if people always understand that, that there's an audit process that happens each and every year. And actually in this meeting, we're actually going to hear a presentation from our auditors talking about the last fiscal year. So you're always audited based on your last fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the, the year ending June 30th. And so that will be an opportunity for people to, if they're at all interested in school finance, to listen about last year and, what, and how last year went for us and, and hear from our auditors on that. Okay. One of the things, Dave, you mentioned before we got rolling is that, um, you know, we are continuing to use um, dollars from the referendum that will continue for what, two more years. And then, um, and then that referendum ends. And there are some options coming up that will be presented to the public in 2024, correct? 
So there's there's some options that we have as a school district right now. So we are going through an intentional listening process. So we have two more meetings, January 16th and January 18th. Uh, so please, you know, if you're a listener and you're interested at all, uh, we do have some options for uh, taxpayers to come and listen to what we're presenting. As a school board, we are contemplating, right, we haven't made any decisions on this, but we're contemplating whether or not to use board authority to renew that referendum. Again, that would be not increase taxation, would keep taxation level. And this is a state statute that allows the boards to renew an existing operating referendum for the same amount and for the same duration that it was originally voted on. So we'd just be continuing that for an additional 10 years. That is something that the board is contemplating, um, but we wanted to have some intentional listening sessions to our community to determine whether or not that would be the right course of action or if we should be translating that into a operating referendum uh, campaign, which would come later on in the year. So there's a lot of decisions to be made, but again, the board is uh, continues to focus on its commitment to listening to the community. Um, so that's why we're trying to be very intentional and transparent about saying, okay, here's something we're thinking about. Please speak into this process, give us some input, and here's some options for you to do that. Dave, you had one listening session already. Um, was there a good crowd there, and, and what were you hearing? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a strong crowd, um, and we heard both sides of the coin, literally, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where people maybe were concerned about that uh, board authority being enacted, and on the other side of, hey, we want more, uh, opportunity for the kids or programming whatever that type of thing so it's good to listen to both sides on that but and and me I'm I'm I want to listen and that type of thing and and as we've been talking about it as a board um, we have till April to make the decision which is a good thing because then we can take some time to listen and we have these three opportunities one already passed of course but that type of thing and and I think but the biggest thing for me in it is um, referendum is Okay, I'll say it. it. It's almost a swear word sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that uh, is makes people feel very uncomfortable. And in our district, it has been uncomfortable the last couple of times, mm-hmm. right? And didn't pass. Well, we're not asking to pass another referendum on top of what was already voted on back in 2016. We're looking at the possibility of just making that go for the next 10 years. Now, in my mind, I like that. Uh, I have, like I said, we haven't decided on it yet, but with that is also the fact that um, it doesn't increase anything, and mm-hmm. we're actually operating this way right now. Uh, we will have to consider some inflation in that 10 years, but our commitment, and uh, Superintendent Olson has said this several times already, our commitment in, in that is uh, we're going to communicate about it very clearly. And because I don't want to come uh, to, the, to the district with another referendum that people aren't clear about, well, what's the real reason for this? If we can show and communicate, hey, we're falling behind because of inflation, and everybody's felt that pinch. Every corner of our society has. And uh, I don't know when that's going to turn around, but uh, it is a pinch. But we're, this allows us for 10 years to just operate the way we are currently. And that, to me, is a good thing, I think, because it's going to show that we will be responsible with what we have right now. i got to be honest, and again, I grew up in public school situations. I, I didn't know referendums ended. I, when I voted on that, I, I just assumed this was 
this was going to be the level from here on out. So I think a lot of people don't even know that that it is slated to end. So, yeah, and the like Dave uh, said, you know, the reason for why we even have to get into referendums, operating referendums, is because there's such a disconnect between. Um, state aid and inflation. Now, there were some things that happened in the legislature about trying to adjust, and um, but it's an adjustment of about a percentage. Well, we all know that, you know, the inflation went up much higher than that. So there's, there is some attempt at the legislature to try to correct that and want to correct that. It just it hasn't happened in actuality. And so we just work really hard, and we're, we're trying to work within our means. And I think the board right now is, I think, if I understand the directive from the board is, Jeremy, we need to balance our budget with the resources that we have currently. One of those resources we have currently is that operating referendum. So that's why we're trying to keep that because as we look at balancing the budget, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. We've come a long ways. A lot of that is thanks to our local uh, people that have helped out with compensatory or our um, legislative advocacy that's happening at the so there's several different prongs of attack that have happened to try to correct that but we're still a little bit we're still looking at about a 1.6 million dollar deficit uh, structurally after the COVID dollars are out of taken out of the equation and so as we start to look at that we need to try to balance that budget because we want to be responsible with the dollars that we currently Mm -hmm. have so those are the things that we're working on right now financially and um, you're going to if you want to come to the December board meeting you're going to hear from our auditors, you're going to hear a presentation on truth and taxation and get to ha- have a chance to watch the board in action as they set the levy for the next year. The superintendent of schools in District 31, Jeremy Olson, and school board member Dave Wall getting ready for tonight's meeting. Um, you're setting the calendar for the next two years. Yes, we are. So we have the, our process is we start off um, in a what's called a meet and confer process with our uh, with BEA, which is our teachers union. And we confer on a couple different calendar options. Um, We work with them on that. And then after a lot of conversation, a lot of work back and forth, then we bring this forward as a recommendation. So what we're looking at doing for this year is during the pandemic, we we just went year to year because there were so many things that were uncertain. What we're doing this this time around, though, is we're saying we're trying to set this calendar for the next two years uh, because we want to give people predictability. We know that people are planning vacations, people are planning uh, events and so forth. So we want to give people predictability. So we're looking at not only setting next year's academic calendar, but the following year's academic calendar as well. Okay. I know there was a stretch where it was a requirement, that a state requirement, that you don't start school till after Labor Day. Is that still in place? Yes, it is. It is. Yes, you have to get special permission to, okay. yeah, to start earlier. Would would you guys like to start earlier if you could? You're looking at me. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I'll let you answer first. Well, I, I guess continuity-wise, it's better to start after Labor Day. Just mm-hmm. if you have a vacation or a day off right off the bat. So continuity-wise, that is just what comes to mind for me. So I'm a big believer in listening to your community. So before we'd ever want – before we'd ever – deviate from that i'd really want to have again some intentional listening to our community about what are the pros and cons of doing that what are the effects of doing that i also understand that we're in you know we're in a very tourist uh driven area and that might have undue complications too so there's a lot of pieces i'd want to uh, hear from so i, I don't mean to be wishy-washy mm-hmm. on this but this is something where I, before we'd want to make a change like that 
if we were allowed to, if we're now that we're in kind of dreamland right now, mm-hmm. uh, if we were going to make a change like that, we'd want to sit down and listen to our community quite heavily to understand the pros and cons and how it would affect Bemidji before I'd want to be making any recommendations, I guess. Okay. So, well, uh, is that calendar available to see, or will that uh, be available to see after the meeting? Yes, so the, the calendar will be available at the meeting there. Um, there. There's really no secrets to it. Uh, what we're looking at doing is um, having a, because of how the calendar falls, um, there's some, some natural breaks, and uh, we don't, we don't necessarily love the way the calendar fell, but again, when we st- when you have this predetermined, this is your start point by state statute, here's the number of days you have to get in, there isn't really a whole lot of options. Actually, as we sat down with BEA, there was only two options we looked at, either having a, a very short, an incredibly short um, Christmas break, um, and then getting out prior to June, or having an extended Christmas break, and then uh, ending uh, last day of uh, students is June 4th in, in this proposed one for next year. So we're looking at uh, Chris, a winter break from December 23rd to January 5th, and then a last day of students in, on June 4th. So okay. um, because of the way that the calendar fell this year, we were, we were forced into one of those two different scenarios. And so that's the one that's being brought forward and recommended. Um, obviously, I don't love it because sometimes when you have that really long Christmas break, that can, that can get kind of long for students. Um, but at the same time, as we started to look at doing something different, it got it, it just got so short that we felt like families might not appreciate an incredibly short Christmas break. Okay. Um, and then we were just talking about fiscal deals, and, and you have to do a resolution for the reduction of programs and positions, but that sounds scarier than it actually is. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, because we do this every single year. So okay. what this is in a... Um, it is a way, a communication method from the school board to the superintendent, business office staff to, hey, check your budgets, look for any efficiencies, look to see if there's any way we can save money. That's really all the communication is, is to look at, is there any areas that we need to reduce to save money moving forward? So that's just the board giving permission to the administration to, to review the budget and to make sure if there's any efficiencies to find them and bring them forward to the board for consideration. So it it really doesn't do anything other than signal that, and then any alterations to that budget then get brought back to the school board as we're starting to consider next year's budget. So this is just a shot across the bow to administration for next year's budget to say, let's look at how things are, make sure you're being efficient, and then bring us back any recommendations for uh, efficiencies. Okay. Um, Anything else we should talk about before we wrap it up today? Well, um, we, we do have a, I, I was remiss in this, uh, we have a tentative agreement with our uh, Food Service uh, Workers Association. So uh, we do have that on the docket there. So we're excited to enter into a contract for the next two years with our with our Food Service um, Association and really appreciate their collaboration and as we work together to get a mutually agreeable contract. Okay. School board meeting is what time tonight? That is at 5 o'clock. Okay. And yep. that's district headquarters right across the street Correct. from us. Um, and there is, there are, uh, again, we always like to note that there are ways that uh, citizens can pop in and, and talk tonight. Yes. Yep. So we have two opportunities for citizens. Uh, one, we have a listening session, and that is done um, 45 minutes before the, the school board meeting. And that's an opportunity for uh, for people just to come and in a small group, there's two board members to, to have a small group interaction to talk through 
um, any concerns, questions they may have. And the process on that, and I just want to make sure people understand that is the school board members, are, you get to talk to the school board members, but then it's not it's more than just talk because then there's a sheet that's um, the, the school board members fill out or the individuals fill out that gets brought to the superintendent, and then I follow up on that. So if there's a, a question where uh, there needs some follow-up, that always gets followed up by the superintendent too. So there is a, we always try to close the circuit. We don't want to just be listening. We want to make sure that we're listening and providing the answers that are needed. Well, Dave, you mentioned at the outset, your window as a new board member is closing quickly. So, um, and one final thoughts as a new board member, your first year on the board, your, your impressions. Uh, I really appreciated people reaching out uh, and sometimes people will email the whole board you know that type of thing but then there are those that will uh, send on notes uh, individually and hey I'm very open and willing to receive those and and oftentimes it means I'll work with the superintendent on an answer for that uh, that way but uh, it's been a good year I've enjoyed the learning side of it and uh, the camaraderie on the board getting to know each other there as well and uh, really like you say there's a lot there that uh, it does not just show up right when you come in so mm-hmm. it's been a great learning time for me and uh, it's been good what would you say is the the biggest surprise uh, as a board member that that you know something that you didn't you were surprised when you got into the nuts and bolts and nitty-gritty that's a good question, and I don't know if I want to say it on the radio. Uh, it, you it, can say no comment. No, no, no. It, it's okay. Uh, um, I have uh, not had as many negative emails as I thought I would. Oh. Um, and granted, you know, uh, in the previous board, it was a, r- a pretty rough time going through COVID and everything like that. So that's part of that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I've I've uh, I've been a little surprised at that so okay that's not an invitation by the way (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right dave wall from the school board jeremy olson the superintendent of schools school board meeting five o'clock today district headquarters at 502 minnesota avenue gentlemen thanks for being here and both of you have a very merry christmas yes merry Merry Christmas. christmas Chatabout has been sponsored by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. Today, we talked about the final school board meeting of the year. Tomorrow, the final Beltrami County Board meeting of the year. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. As always, thanks for being here today. <laughs>